What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Chapter 134 of the DC Alliance Podcast. With me, as always, is Clay. Clay, how you doing this evening? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, I have uh, two interviews set tomorrow um video interviews so it's like oh i don't even have to like leave the comfort of my own home i do have to like of course clean up a little bit i'm gonna be on camera uh but looking forward to that and it looks like uh we are what did my baby app say it said let's see here uh it's soon it's soon yeah Uh, i got a notification today that I think said, oh, you're 27 days away from uh, your due date. And I was like, oh, it it no longer says weeks. No. It says days. Uh, so we are getting closer and closer. I was just saying this on, uh, I believe it was, uh, oh, shoot, not Ranger Alliance. Maybe it was Ranger Alliance last time uh, with Jake. Uh, but I also uh, went and uh, spoke on this is, you know, a shameless plug over at the GUA walk through the multiverse. Um, me and or Joe are talking about paper girls. Yes, uh, we, we talked about paper girls. That's going to be a future episode. And I mentioned to him that uh, I'm going to have one more episode on Ranger Alliance. I have three more episodes on Star Wars Alliance and DC Alliance. And then I get to say goodbye for an entire month, and I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do, man. You're gonna it... be wandering <laughs> in the chat all the time, be like, "What? What is this? This is how people live." Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty crazy, Clay. Like when you think about that, like that's gonna smack you right in the face super quickly. But I cross oh, my fingers so. for you for your interviews. Uh, I want I want to take a little second to listeners to apologize if you heard any weaning or panting last week's episode from my dog uh i'm just gonna do a quick story time because i'll just wrap this up super quickly <laughs> chris Valga says i think you'll figure it out clay take care of the new bundle of joy <laughs> yeah the podcast go to a backseat chris is right there to the newborn but essentially last episode while we were recording my dog was going crazy weaning a lot uh my girlfriend was asleep, so she didn't hear him, and I could hear him a lot. But the, earlier on the walk, I thought I saw him eat something off the ground that I wasn't sure. I tried to stop him, but he's a pretty big dog, and once he did it, it was done. So the next Tuesday morning when I woke up, there were three spots that I had to clean up. It was not vomit. I'll just leave it at that. So that was fun. Uh, he was very miserable on Tuesday. I had to make chicken and rice for him. But essentially turned it around, back to normal now, and he's upstairs sleeping, not weaning or anything. So, uh, yeah, moral story, don't eat anything off the ground that you don't know. Like, I don't know how many times I tell him that. I know he's just a dog, and that's what dogs do. But it could not be more frustrating. Flynn has gotten on this kick because around our house, we have small little rocks that are literally smaller than about a penny. And for some reason, he just feels like, oh, that must be food. And he attempts to eat rocks uh and we have to i have to literally pry his mouth open and like just try to grab rocks out of his mouth dogs i love them 
but sometimes they're just stupid. They're dumb. They're dumb. They're yes. dumb. They're awesome. They're so loyal and super. Like I don't trust cats. I'm sorry. I, you can be. There are really cool cats. I've seen them. I just I had a bad All experience cats growing up with cat cats. But uh, yeah, uh, I gotta agree there, Clay. They're they're fun, lovable, but God, are they dumb? And yeah, it was super <laughs> super frustrating to go through that. Essentially, my last day before school started was watching him and taking care of him the entire time. Uh, so nice. you know, but he's okay now. Everything's fine. Back in school. Yeah. So moral of the story, I apologize, listeners. And like I said, don't let your dog just eat anything he wants. That's that's the name of the game. So we have a lot to talk about today. We have some news. Uh, we have a new trailer and a new episode of a show to talk about. But before we do all that, of course, have to get the network plugs out of the way. We are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance with eight shows in total. On Mondays is Ranger Alliance with Clay and rotating guest host of Jake and Joe. That's where they got you covered on everything on the Power Ranger side, the movies, TV shows, the comics, and everything in between. So check those guys out for that. That rotates bi-weekly with Slice of Film with Katie and guest host Mark and Sarah, where they look at new movies, old movies, and everything else in encapsulating that. They're looking at House of Dragon right now on Slice of Film. I know that went up today today yeah today yes, today yes. and so did uh the disney plus uh pinocchio nice, also nice. Went out. yes yes and there was a special uh live stream with star wars alliance and dc alliance star wars alliance marvel alliance and the geekverse guys talking about the d23 i watched that you were on that clay that looked like quite a fun time yeah i was really hoping for a certain actor <laughs> to be showing up on uh d23 stage didn't happen didn't no. get to see the uh twitter verse explode but one bullshit day goes both ways bullshit goes both ways apparently <laughs> apparently yeah i was i was hoping though i'd like for it to be in both to be honest with you i call me when you get dr doom because i think that'd be perfect <clears throat> but yeah um Check, <laughs> check slice of film out for that uh tuesdays is this show dc alliance with myself and clay chaos at dc lately but you know we've we've been riding a wave and it's been enjoyable for me anyway fun i'll say fun there's a lot of funny moments in between these discussions and wednesdays is superhero discussions my show that focuses on an animated side of things we are still doing two episodes a week harley quinn wraps up this weekend so that'll be the last episode for that patrons uh look in the feed already uh post it i want to say 9 p.m uh, well, we'll go 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. On Monday was the Superhero Discussions review for Rick and Morty, Season 6, Episode 2. Joe joined me for that, and we talked about a fantastic Rick and Morty episode that was basically a giant homage to Die Hard, followed by a philosophical debate about being stuck in the Matrix or not, and is it better or not. So went both ways on that episode. Fantastic. So check that out, please. That drops Wednesdays, but patrons, you get a look at that early now. <laughs> On Thursdays is Star Wars Alliance with Katie and Clay. They get covered on the Star Wars side of things. Andor comes out in nine days, Clay? Nine days to 21st? I believe so, yes. Yeah, coming and three episodes drops the first time I thought I saw. Yes, it, it does. Yeah. Uh, I think I may actually be crazy enough to watch all three at midnight. So I'm not I'm not even shocked one bit, uh, Clay, at all. But that I, you're the kind of person you definitely watched Snyder Cut starting at twelve. <laughs> I like, did. I I watched it, did a review with Greg, then stayed up the rest of the day because I had to work, and then did our review. Um, 
on uh, DC Alliance. Yeah. And then didn't go back to sleep until I think 2 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. You're faster. You're faster. I don't know how you, <laughs> I don't know how you do that stuff. <laughs> but check those guys out. Check Katie and Clay out for the breakdowns they're going to cover. All Andor's goodness. And I can't wait to listen to those. And Fridays is Marvel Alliance with Chris and Brent. They covered on the Marvel side of things. Obviously, there was a lot of news from D23. A couple of really great trailers. I'm super excited for Secret Invasion. And we have them going through the She-Hulk episodes. I've been loving that show. And I think a certain uh, Horn character... Horn costume character is going to show up in the episode on Thursday. It's just my belief. Have no uh, oh, other I, knowledge. I think I think he's going to be showing up Thursday and then the following weeks. Ooh, um, did you tell me the rest? Ooh, I I have a very strong feeling it's more than just the usual two episodes because every character that has been uh, uh, showing up on She Hulk has had two episodes that they show up in. And I really feel like uh, uh, Cox is going to be showing up more than once. So I won't even touch that phrasing, but just <laughs> check those guys out over on Marvel Alliance for great breakdowns there. They cover everything. They're, they're the show to go if you're, you're a fan of Marvel. On Saturdays, bi-weekly, as they walk through the multiverse. But Joe, that's where Joe looks at everything that isn't DC, Star Wars, and Marvel. And Joe's newest episode that's going to be coming out looks at Paper Girls. And unfortunately, that was canceled, uh, I think, after he finished recording or while he was getting was, ready to it record. Was, it was before the recording. Yeah, uh, just before. We, but he already had we a plan. Spoke about it. Yeah, we spoke about it uh, literally the day before. It got announced. And then we're like, hey, maybe we should move this up on the timeline on when we should talk about this. Um, which I will go ahead. Small little spoiler of that conversation. Me and Abby are actually really bummed about this because we really love the series, but it is going to be shopped around. That is That's something that I we are going to be yeah. discussing on the episode. So make sure to go check that out. Yeah, normally they'll say shows are canceled, but they didn't quite say that here. They just said like it's going to be shopped around for other networks that were passed on for the rest of it. So it was, I, I like that. That's more positive spin on things and perhaps another streaming service will take the jump on that fingers crossed for that clay but check joe out for everything that isn't dc star wars and marvel and on sundays monthly is world's finest true believers with chris balga that's where chris and a guest take a look at comic of guest choice this past episode chris was joined by ryan lauer from the batman book club to look at captain america white it's a great episode check that out but chris also does comic uh, creator spotlights clay has joined him for some of those where they look talk to a comic artist and get their uh side of things their origin story it's great interviews the most recent one chris did was with mike grell so check that out dc alliance goes live on the geek Burst youtube channel normally normally at 9 p.m eastern time this is on me listeners i have an early class in the morning and i'm super tired i have to get up super early to work walk the dog before said class so it's the only class of the day for me but it sucks that it's at 8 a.m i have to get up at like six to walk the dog and you should have seen what i walked the dog through today we had the remnants of a hurricane hit the past two days and i had to climb over a tree and walk up to my knees in water it was yeah i, I already three quarters of the way committed through the trail when we, i ran upon this uh, obstacle so <laughs> i was not going backwards it was only forwards and yeah terrible terrible walk might as well gone swimming you know there you go <laughs> but we had to go a little a little earlier this week listeners so it's on me apologies if we're 
it screws up your you guys coming to join us at the normal 9 p.m. Eastern time. Star Wars Alliance goes live on the Geek Birth YouTube channel Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and Marvel Alliance goes live Thursdays at 9 10 p.m. Eastern time. All three of those shows also have their own podcast feeds. Search Marvel Alliance, DC Alliance, or Star Wars Alliance if you want Marvel content, DC content, or Star Wars content only. But if you want all eight shows, stay subscribed to the Geek Ultimate Alliance on your podcast app of choice. We also have a Patreon clay, two tiers, a dollar tier and a five dollar tier. The dollar tier is basically a tip jar. You like what we're doing and you want to help us out any way you can. And the five dollar tier is where you get your extras. You get your ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, like the superhero discussions episode I mentioned. It's already up there for patrons. And Patreon exclusive episodes. Myself and Joe have already planned. We're going to get together next week to record Superman 2 discussion. I can't even call it a review. We go off into different tangents. Clay is doing his watches for uh, watching shows for the first time. Right now, he's watching Game of Thrones. So join Clay as he gets his heart broken over and over and over again with Game of Thrones. But that's just Game of Thrones style. <laughs> <laughs> the Marvel, Marvel Alliance guys have, are doing their MCU rewatch Check those guys out. I think they're recording a new episode sometime soon. Follow them on Twitter, and they will give you hints on what they are recording. Katie's also doing Star Wars comics with her husband. We have Joe's Multiverse Minutes and my top fives. We thank everyone that's a patron, but if you can't be a patron, if you can take a quick 30 to 60 seconds to rate and review the podcast on your podcast app of choice, that would be greatly appreciated. And in mentioning that, we also have a survey that's pinned to the GUA Twitter account. Essentially, it's, it will help us uh, improve anything. You let us know what we, you like, what you don't like. And it's just a way for us to help ser- uh, serve the fans better. So just thank you so much for taking the time to fill that out. It's greatly appreciate it. Clay, I think that's everything. Remember, managed to remember the survey. I think we're good to go. Yes, we are good to go. It be Kyle. Yo, what is up? Uh, I know that uh, you were watching over there on the D23, so I remember you. What is up? Um, but let's go ahead and move on to our first topic here today, which is the Warner Brothers fails to lock in DC's new superhero movie boss. Of course, this is DC Studios talking about Dan Lin. Is he Dan the man anymore now, or do we have to change or, his nickname? Big, Big Dan Lin. Big, Big Dan, Dan Lin. He will always be remembered as Big Dan Lin. <laughs> In your heart? Because he, because he is bigger than WB. I'll tell you that. Um, he has probably, like, here's, here's the honest truth. The honest truth is he went over there, and he said, hey, I love this, pro- like, I love these projects. I love this franchise. I think I could re- do really good things with it. Here's my pitch for the first quote-unquote phase. And Zaslav was like, oh, that sounds too good. You're not hired. We can't <laughs> succeed. Um, we can't that, is not, we, that is not in our 10-year uh, plan. So I'm sorry you have to go. Um, that is basically probably what happened. Well, in all honesty, what they're saying happened was uh, the Lego movie and IT it, it producer IT, it producer was reported to be in talks for the said role under DC, but the outlet revealed that the two sides ended negotiations without reaching a deal. The two sides were reportedly in ex- exchange term sheets with Leon wanting to keep the production company he found at Rideback. Operate, operational with an equity stake owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. However, both parties decided to move on after Lynn decided to stay at Ryback. So and that I was say, the if that is If that is the main thing that kept him from being the head studio, good on him. 
Good on him. That is. I will agree. Top, like, I, that is you his know what? baby. You know. I I agree because Clay, they bring people in all the time and work with their production companies all the time. Uh, JJ, Matt Reeves. They're working with Matt Reeves. They got an exclusive deal signed with him. That. So it's not like they can't do this stuff. And when you have somebody, the the, the problem with that, if it, if it doesn't work out, you're gonna have to pay out to get get out of that, which is yeah. always the thing. Like this is the thing that you had to run into multiple times so it's it has to be frustrating it's frustrating for us fans he was really like you said he was really passionate about this uh potential role potential new job but this also begs the question of who put this out there to begin with was this him putting this out to the trades to because they re- reached an impasse about this uh, we could have heard that heard this when they were in negotiations right and it broke True. down because of this. Like he could have, they could have been reaching an impasse, and then he decide, or well, his agent decide, let's put this out in the trades. Maybe we'll get a positive spin of this is a great guy to hire, and they'll move off this kind of absurd idea. But they've it's, also done several absurd ideas, like I said, canceling Batgirl. Financially, you save some money, but it doesn't make up the PR hit, and that's the problem you get when you just operate financially solely on numbers alone. You got you got to use the numbers, but you can't be solely reliant on just the numbers. And it's really hard to say because <clears throat> here's here's the thing that I have heard from every single individual that has talked about this specific deal, not necessarily with Dan Lin, but getting the head studio position. Everybody has said. Nobody wants it. That makes like the risk versus reward so extreme. And if that is the case, people who are in negotiations to actually get that job are probably asking for a lot of money. Because well, you want a golden parachute, Clay, which is not the wrong thing when you're coming into a more disastrous uh, uh, situation. A, a very big shit show, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like if you don't turn it around, you don't want to be destroyed. You want to have something to fall back on. And I, so, I, like I said, I can understand Dan walking away, but I also can understand WB being like, we got to get him with another uh, production company. And what happens if this doesn't work? They'll be on the hook for more money. I can see it. I don't know how it would, like, if you're so far down the line with negotiations, which why I'm a little hesitant on this article altogether. I think that well, I there think is some as, shading as as because the, the ride back thing, I think WB wanted it, but he, they wanted it for WB. Like instead of Dan Lynn being the sole owner of it. Yeah. They well, wanted... he wanted to keep an equity stake. So he could have 51%. They could have 49%. He just wanted a controlling stake. In exactly. The, yeah. Which, so they you know, were working still, on a deal yeah. as far as like actually keeping him. So it wasn't like uh, we don't need that production company because we have too many. No, they were actually working something out. But I think it's good on him to want control of something that he created. Yeah, agreed, yeah. agreed. And I, I, like I said, I don't. If this was the reason why he walked away, I don't blame him. It sucks because he was passionate about the role. But there's also. I don't know with the two DeLuca and oh my god, who's the other person that they brought in? It wasn't it's Abney and DeLuca. Abney and DeLuca is the two. But we had also heard two weeks ago that Emma Watts is still technically in the running with this. And I did not know this until Snell told us this in the GUA that she has only co-produced majority of her films and she's only fully produced one movie. 
Yeah, that's why you're like I I I know we were told that DeLuca and and the other didn't want to take control of this, but I could end up seeing them one of them doing that. I really could. It depends on how line they go because you could also get the spokesperson for the company type person who just goes with what the plan is that you know they could already have somewhat of an idea what they're going to do and just do that. See, that's that's. In. That's the big problem. Also, that's something that I felt like probably scared Dan Lin away. Also, well, is the is fact that probably, yeah. yeah, purely speculative. Yeah, just but the, the point fact that, that listeners don't take that us. possibly yeah. Zaslov and Horn have already created like more than half of the ten-year plan and said, "Hey, you have to go through this, but you can create the rest." Like, yeah. that's not cool whatsoever. Now, no. the, the problem is with Dan and uh uh. uh Oh shit, uh, Abney and DeLuca. Luca, yeah. If they're kind of, you know, pushing the tape on, no, we don't want to do this. No, we don't want to do this. That is extending the amount of time they actually have to be able to work on this ten-year plan. You're just pushing that more and more out, and also raising doing, your price up and up and up a little bit more. And doing that is going to cause more space between what we are still kind of calling the DCEU or the ending of the DCEU or there's still so much confusion as of what's happening after the flash, right? So if you make that space even wider, you're just having to throw out movies and you're still in the same mess that you're con- that you're constantly in currently. It's basically running around in a circle or just exactly. well, what the kicking the can further down the road is what people have been saying. Yes. And that's the strategy they've been using since the Justice League in 2017. They haven't yep. they, they should have fully reboot but they had some good movies in there. Didn't want to lose them for that, Clay. So it, it sucks. I, I would have loved to have seen him take control. We have it so we could have a face to the name because I'm not like and he has had some successful jobs producing. So it, it sucks, but onward to the next candidate, I guess. And it doesn't mean they can't come back around to Liam. We know now the the terms. So they could come back to him after going further and not having any success. It's, that's a very, very real possibility. That happens a lot that of times true. in, in yeah. job hunts like that. They could have an idea. We want this perfect candidate and not. And then be like, hmm, Dan sounded the most sensible and reasonable out of every person we interviewed. Let's go back to him again. Well, we can take an equity. We can take a stake of his. We don't have to take an equity stake of his production company. So true. who knows? Very, very we, true. It may not be the end of uh, Big Dan Land. <laughs> I had to get that in there. But let's go ahead and go to the next topic. Yeah. Black Adam. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take our first ad break here. Remember, guys, we don't choose the volume. We don't choose the uh, ads and we don't choose how many times they repeat themselves if they do. So we'll be back in just a second. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen yeah. because everybody's been saying, oh, I'm getting Man of Steel vibes because of all the fighting. And people don't realize the very beginning, the first two seconds is Man of Steel trailer two, exactly the way this is yeah. Black Adam trailer two. Oh, yeah, that was and another I call nod, complete yeah. bullshit because it's stupid. Oh, now, my God. I'm sharing my screen here. Closed caption. It, yeah, closed captions are on. Yeah. He is floating in the water. Look, that same scene. Well, we don't I'm know if that's right him. Here. We don't know if that's him. That is definitely him. Oh, uh, we don't know. That could be his son that died. I, I, I just want to, I just look and boom, Man of Steel, trailer two, Black Adam, trailer two, the exact same scene. I thought awesome. it's the exact same. It's so stupid. Oh, wait, no. what a nod. What a nod. No, so no. we see we have see his destruction here, and this is a shot we've seen before and as well. Yes, a lot of the same footage, which I felt was kind of lame. Slow it down here, now. Slow it down here is where I want you to like slow it a little bit a couple times. Right here, I I we didn't get any. This is what I'm talking about for Man of Steel vibes right here. The way he's fighting these people, this is just out of Man of Steel, and I love that. I love the way it is. This is Fiora fighting the. But we also saw generals. this before, not inside the cave, but outside of the cave as well. But not, we didn't see the way, like, you see the air move off him when he throws him, the way the air moves off when he moves as well. Uh, it's just a little bit more. And we get the a... X Mansion here. We get oh, this soon, Iron Man soon. scene. Uh... Oh my God. <laughs> just hey, you're just, of... this is, There's I feel just... like, pause no, this for I... a second. Pause. I feel like I'm at in Dave Chappelle, season one, episode I... 12. I'm player just saying, everything... you're just I'm like, just... Hey, 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 big cry in the background going. I'm just saying everything that everybody else was saying on Twitter when this dropped. I people on Twitter are going to do that stuff. I like, I really enjoyed this here. Slow this down because we have Hawkman talking to. He's it. Amanda, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. And we got to pause it right here because we see a little bit of stuff in the right of this is clearly the JSA's headquarters and her affiliations. You see the United Nations. You see the Suicide Squad, or what I think is the part of Suicide Squad there. And then you see Justice League up top. That's now, known. you said, you said just now, United Nations. Yeah. Now, there are some people that are speculating that it actually is not. United Nations, and instead, let me actually pick up where this was. I think it was actually uh, Casey Walsh. Now, again, all uh, speculatory, but he did say, wait a minute, could James Gunn's next project be the United Order? 
Ooh. Now, the United Order is a ragtag group of aliens that is basically, I wouldn't say a Suicide Squad. I wouldn't say, uh, it would be more along the lines of Thunderbolts in the, in the sense of, yes, they are like criminal-esque. They, they are a little bit hardened. I wouldn't even call them criminals. They are a little bit hardened. And they're not as wacky as a Suicide Squad. Uh, it does uh, have characters from uh, Tamaranians uh, to Thanagarians, uh, Dominators to uh, Daxamites, all sorts of different characters uh, from the cosmic portions of the DC universe. And people saw United. Now, you, you can be right. It could be yeah, United yeah, yeah. Nations. But it would be really cool Easter egg if when we are watching this movie, we actually see uh, instead uh, the United Order would be a really cool uh, Easter egg right there. And this lends a little bit of credence to the possibility of Amanda Waller speaking to a certain faceless uh, hero at the end of this film as well. That was what was teased a lot of time ago. That is what is teased, but then you know more so in the next few in the last few weeks, people are like, "Oh, be it, maybe it's not a faceless cameo and everything else." I think if it's not a faceless cameo, it's his last cameo. Uh, that's how I feel about it. I'll take any cameo at this point, but I love the look of this. But obviously, we're we, yes, you know what I'm going to say. But anytime a hero team has a giant uh, ship. Everyone's going to say X-Men, but we can clearly, this is a Thanagarian ship that they're going to be flying here. I know. It's like, a really nice Quinjet. Really, really nice Quinjet. Well, uh, I thought you were going to say the X-Wing for, for a second there. but I mean, same difference, basically. Uh, more scenes that we've already seen before. Yes. Uh, but we didn't see that. Like, there's a little bit more context added to this. But them This to the should not have been in the trailer. Because this CGI was a bit rough um, in this one scene, but I'll say that you'll say that. But you got to give compliment. Pause it for a second. The the first trailer was a yellow filter. Let's not try and pretend that it wasn't. Let's give a little bit of compliment here of seeing people's reaction to that. And I don't know if they just did that for the trailer or not, but it doesn't look this color at all now. You can see that you can compare side to side with first trailer, and this looks like a much more like enjoyable to the eyes uh yeah i could here. say that uh this i didn't like this i don't this. like this i don't like this if this is the first encounter between them unless uh hawkman has more of a fight after that like you can't uh put him down so many levels right away but that's the whole thing about the rock he needs to be the biggest <laughs> I, knew dog. To, I, I knew no, i set that, you up for that that is that is who Rock is. You can't have him. You lose don't know who whatsoever. the Rock is. That's the thing. We, we got to calm down for a second here with all these. This is what the Rock is. The Rock doesn't let people tell see. me the a Rock movie. Wants to be the... Tell me a movie that he loses and actually sits with it, dude. Nah. Yeah, he turns literally turns into the bad guy and gets killed. Yeah, but I bet you anything, he wouldn't acknowledge that. 
He's not talking about how terrible he's in front of like 40,000 people for the Hall of Fame for WWF or E and says how terrible Doom is. He's like, I made Doom. It was so bad. I, I don't think the Rock is terrible. Stop for a second. Dr. Fate. Give me all the Dr. Fate I can get. I, I just love every second of it. I know I'm going to be like, first thing we're going to say when we get the review wasn't enough Dr. Fate for me. I want it more. That's what I'm going to say. I just love this. Well, the you magic, say that. The way it's magic Nell, love. Nell thinks he's going to die. So. Oh, very well could be a possibility, but also somebody else could pick up the mask. I, I love this. He said before, I doesn't don't kneel in front of people, and he's kneeling there. Uh, yeah, now, we get just more of this scene that we saw before as well, and I, Adam Smasher. The, the way this trailer has sh- has been shown, though, I do think that a majority of this movie is going to be this fight that we are seeing right now. I think a majority of it will be... I don't know. I think they're t- well because of the fact that we're going to see the villain and for just a second here in a set uh, here in a second. Uh, I think that that's going to be the majority of it. We just haven't seen it. I think that's going to be the majority of the fight. Oh no, no, no. I think that right this here is we, get our, we, we get our we get our villain. Here's, here's a that. better. Hold on. Oh, when we go back for a half a second and I look think... at that, the anth metal changes from the mace to the gigantic ass. Uh... Oh, I can't get it. Oh my god, that's amazing. But this is the best look we're going to get for the villain. I genuinely think this is going to be very much in the same vein of uh, Godzilla versus Kong, where it's going to be them two fighting for the majority of the movie, and then the main villain comes in at the very end, and then they have to use teamwork to to defeat the villain. I think that's what this movie is going to be. I'm curious to see how he escapes, because he just... Like, he has to have escaped somewhere to just start this now. Like, he can't be waiting. Is he tied to Black Adam in a way? Uh, I'm curious. I don't know anything about the villain. Which, you know what? I gotta say, it's kind of refreshing, depending on how long he's going to be in the movie. If he has a significant piece of the movie, that's super refreshing to go that route in in keeping it in the dark. I, I will say, if you're just showing that little showdown with Jace A, and that's all you've been showing, but you got, like, a full third act with this guy... I will give you props because not very often do they do that anymore when the build up. Have the movie we heard a rumored runtime for this movie? No, I'm I'm sure the runtime is locked in now. Uh, because I I don't see there being a whole lot of other aspects to this movie. I kept saying also that I think the only other aspect that we're gonna get from this is because you need the civilian uh, look on life, so that way. Uh, you can show the humanity in Black Adam. Um, is there's this yes, mother? Yes, yes. <laughs> there's this mother and son that we keep seeing throughout the trailer, um, and I think it's going to be one of those. Oh, you remind me of my uh, what was it? His brother, his son. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, you're right. No, I don't think that guy reminds him of son. I, I could be. I didn't even know if that's mother and, and son. That could be just two friends. That that guy's looked old enough that I didn't know if that was her son, and she didn't look old. Oh, enough he. I think he looks pretty young. He looks like a okay. Like a teenager. Uh, I need to get a. I need to do a little bit better look at that guy. But yeah, we get the little bit more action cyclone doing some cyclone things. Uh, yeah, and the rock powering up. And because. this giant explosion, like, there are moments in here that look cool, but it's, like, I 
I don't think there's going to be much story for me to be like, oh, this was amazing. I thought this trailer was the best one yet. And the views seem to reflect that considerably comparative to this SDCC minute and a half clip. This one already has like so many more view million views than the other yeah, this one. Has so. 13, this is on WB's page and it has 13 million. And the teaser after a week and a half had 5 million or so and Shazam had 13 million. So it's, it, I think this is easily the best trailer yet. We get a lot more. Uh, you don't give anything away in terms of the main villain. We get some more stuff with the JSA showdown with him. Clearly, it's uh, they're pushed towards that because of uh, Amanda Waller. So it's nice to see that her using another uh, superhero team for her benefit. Yeah. So that was kind of cool because clearly nobody on the, su- the current Suicide Squad that we saw with James Gunn could match up against uh, Black Adam. So I, I, I'm interested in that kind of stuff with Amanda Waller. I love the tie-ins there. Like I said, the Man of Steel stuff. Give it to me every day of the week. I know Clay thought it was stupid. The the first thing in the water. Well, it's I, just, I, I won't I'm argue sorry. against you with that. I won't argue against you with that. Dwayne Dwayne wants to be Superman so bad. No, I won't say it's in their. Be. I don't know if like some of the the the, the rock takes are. I can't support them, but I will say that part you want to critique of just saying like it's a useless copy. That's fine, but the action stuff in the cave with that was top notch that was something that made me happy because this this has made claims of being similar to man of steel in the action and i will turn on man of steel and it's just as good now it was made in 2013 as anything we've gotten now in terms of cgi fights in the air all that stuff works it, part of it works is because they're using shaky cams it's not as top of the line cgi we got now but that's the adaptations that you make that's the things you do to make it work but it plays really well. And I saw this with the, and I just said, oh my God, the fight in the cave where he threw the guy. You saw the wind go with the, those are the effects I loved seeing. That's the kind of stuff that really was, I was, yes, we'll get, at least the action's going to look cool. I know yeah, you're stuck I, with the story. Yes, but I was afraid with when they made the claim of Man of Steel slash Dragon Ball esque action, I was nervous. But everything I've seen so far, I, will, I don't know about the story. I, I can't say the story's going to make sense because we don't know anything about the villain. And if you're right, if they do get bogged down with the JSA stuff, it, I don't know what they could do depending on the runtime. So I'm a little nervous by that, but I know the action stuff will all look great. That's the first worry I had when you make those claims of you're going to be like Man of Steel and Dragon Ball. Well, yeah, and I was the same way, but with what I've been hearing, what I've been seeing, it looks like, oh, I can just wait until a 10-minute YouTube video comes up, shows me all the cool parts of Black Adam, and be like, okay, that's all I needed to see. We can move on now. Like, this isn't something that has shown me, oh, I need to see this movie from beginning to end. And the backstory, maybe the backstory will uh, allow you to connect with The Rock's character. Maybe it will allow you to connect with Black Adam. Probably not, as we call the surgeon to get the eyes, to get them to operate, to get the eyes to roll back down, because they may be stuck <laughs> up there with that eye roll. But th- that, like, that's the only way that they can get you in to this. Or, it, like, I, your worry is a distinct possibility of it being just an action flick that only has, a, like, 10 to 15 minutes of really good moments that you can watch on YouTube and very little character development. That is a worry that I, because I've watched several of the Rock's action movies, very similar. The 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 character development is very surface level, so I can understand now all those characters 
were one-offs for the most part. And this, he's going into this knowing this character that could be multiple views. So maybe he might take this in a different direction. So that's the hope that I have that this is a, this is the biggest project of the Ross career. It is in my opinion, it is because it's the biggest movie WB has ever made. And it has a 110% viewer rating, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm trying to go back to reality here. That's including <laughs> the Rock's motivational speech. That's not reality either. I'm not rising and grinding at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> and slugging weights and that. But if you're enthusiastic about DC, I'm not going to criticize you too much. I'm going to make fun of you saying 98% for the trailer satisfaction. That was funny to me. But I, I, I'm in for this. I'm, I'm excited. You knew I was going to be excited because of the JSA stuff. Anyway, anytime I see Dr. Fate, I kind of have a mini stroke. I'm like, yeah, Dr. Fate. So there's going to be stuff that I'm going to love about this regardless. This trailer, the action-wise, it's positive for me. So I'm happy. I think this is the best trailer we've gotten so far. And the views have made me a little less worried after seeing the SDCC views. I was super worried about this in terms of box office. A little less worried now, just to keep getting the buzz up. I really wonder if they'll release another trailer that's more villain centric before this movie comes i i think this may be the final trailer um you usually you know you could be right with the scissor scissor sdcc you could be right that could be number three for them yeah with prior prior to i feel like the pandemic it was teaser two trailers and then a story trailer and i feel like this was kind of like a story trailer um, it showed a little bit more. It showed characters' motivations as far as like why the JSA is out and fighting Black Adam, uh, and then you show the main villains. So I, I do think this is the last trailer. Yeah, you you could be right. Normally, like I said, they sometimes they release the villain the trailer from the villain side of things, unless you're trying to keep the villain secret, which they have been doing here. So I I, I hope that it is Clay. I don't want any more trailers. I'm in for this, but I will never not take content to review here on the show as well. So <laughs> if there, if we get any more, we'll we'll get to that, listeners. But I think it was a – can we at least agree better than the first trailer? Better than the first official trailer that we saw? Every scene other than Black Adam, yes, better okay. trailer. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. Okay, I'll take that. If, if I'll take that as a win. Okay, listeners, we're on to the next main topic. Uh, Stargirl Season 3, Chapter 2, The Suspects. Uh, Clay, what do you think about this episode before we get into this a little bit more? <laughs> I think I know what you thought of this episode. Um, I want to say about 20 minutes in, I turned on my PS5 and I had this playing in the background. Um, that was... Like, I... I there is one line, and I'm okay with spoiling it here. Uh, I think it is Starman that says, yeah, it's time to level up, like, in a video game. Um, that was when I messaged everybody in the GUA chat, and that's when I turned on my PlayStation. I was like, yeah, I'm not having this. Uh, so I listened to a majority of the show after that. Uh, watching it though was not my top priority. So, uh, okay, uh, not exactly the greatest stance when we have to review the episodes out of podcast. Oh, like I, I, I listened to it. I know what happened, but it was not entertaining to me, like at all. 
So that's just that's just me. Well, I, I, we may I may have to do some review. We may end up getting to a point where I do these reviews separate. We just add them to the episode, <laughs> like a lot of the shows, apparently. Uh, yeah, so I really I enjoyed this episode. Most of this episode. There's only one thing that really didn't work for me in this episode. I didn't mind the level up comment. These are kids in a high school. These aren't 28 to 34 year old adults like in the Flash movie, the Flash show. Well, no, it's just I, I genuinely feel like uh, whoever wrote this episode was like, hey, there was a lot of level up jokes that we missed out on because of every other show doing it. I think we need to do it too, but only for the fact that everybody else hates it. So we need to put it in here. There's like, only one level up moment at all where he said well, no, no, train in, well no no in sargo yes but in previous years with the flash and every other show yeah there but was you can't multiple... hold this show to it's that all on list. the cw it's all on the cw uh, they're in a different earth these like i said these are kids in the high school they are very it, not... it's all the same network and they're supposed to be in a connective okay i can't I can't support that critique for that reason. I can support it for just it sounding cringy. Yeah, that's fine. That that can be the one. But because it was used on another show where they're all grown adults and these are kids and talking about video games, it was level the up adult that made the joke, not the kids. Yeah, who was in? Who's been away for? Anyway, I don't think that's that big of a deal. But the, like I said, to each your own with the critiques. There, uh, I only have a couple of things to talk about with this episode. Uh, I enjoy. I, I thought it was cool to see Sylvester Pendleton kind of go off the deep end a little bit. Uh, something that's not right about him. I'll get to that in a second. My thoughts on that. But I, I, I love to discuss him with the shade, getting super frustrated, and there's some green, uh, I don't know, green, weird green thing, green, green liquid, green something tr- trying to seep out of the shade. I don't know what it is, but I've noticed it a couple times now on his first two appearances. Once with his eye, and this time here, you see it. You see him get super exacerbated when we we see him encounter Star Man for a second time. Yeah. And that's something that has me super curious. Because was it because of the event that happened in the last episode, last season with Eclipso? Is that why he's feeling the way he is? And maybe he's not quite himself. So there is a possibility of him being a suspect. Uh, after the first encounter. Uh, Starman's pretty hostile with Pat. Uh, you're the sidekick, and I'm the like, hero. And Pat's like, that's not how it works this way. I'm like, look at Pat stand up for himself. a boy. So I did enjoy that as well, that you don't fall into the same tropes. So I was worried that he would go right back to being, like, uh, basically Starman's little servant. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that that wasn't the case. Uh, I did enjoy the technique Sylvester taught. Courtney while training, the I don't know what the what you're gonna call it. I don't know what they call it, it. It was it was called the the shooting star. Shooting star, okay. But I, I that looked super cool to me. I think that's gonna be brought back for the end of the season. So be sure to uh, remember that. Uh, I, this is what I wanted to really talk about, which didn't work for me at all. It was super cringe for me the entire time. So I'm not not absolved, not against criticizing the show. The Barbara stuff with Artemis's mom doesn't work for me at all. It's cringe. I hate it. I think it's so stupid. Well, for me, the decision to pair them up, just just stupid. Not only that, but even with the the father, uh, Artemis's father, um, I didn't like what they showed in the very beginning of the episode, really? which was, yeah, it was him in the car 
and he was like about to go beat the crap out of the gambler and then like let go of the bat and drove off that doesn't really move the needle for me in with his character i think what would have moved the needle more is actually confronting the gambler and then saying no i decided that i was going to be a good guy now i can't do this actually verbalizing it and confronting that problem is something that i need to see and him just going i think you'll get oh, it. no i uh, uh and then like driving off and being all frustrated with himself that doesn't do anything for me no uh, i think you'll get the explanation of him when people when someone someone's going to see and know that he was there well, no, i think I, this is I just a little bit of a is I he don't a possible think we suspect are. I don't think we are because at the very end of the episode, it was him and his wife and they were like, oh, nobody can know what we did. And then she's like, I know. And she punches the punching bag or whatever. Like but, I paid attention to the episode, guys. Come I know. On. I'm just saying that they could, that could that could mean something else completely different that doesn't have anything to do with that at all. So that, and that could be just a red herring they're throwing in there to throw suspicion onto these people now to give you more suspects. Because if you watch the trailer for the next episode, there's a showdown in the grocery store with those two people and somebody else. So yeah, I, I think that it, the, these are they're trying to be shown as potential suspects when they're not. In my opinion, I think I already have the. I hope I'm not right, but I think I may. You have said that have you the, feel like you you solved the mystery already. So. Yeah. I'll give you that right. a, a right. little second. I just want to talk about one other thing, which is the second encounter with Shade, where Courtney goes with him. I really did enjoy that because he goes out the deep end quite quickly. He he's mad at Shade for killing, destroying the JSA because he's the one that told him what he had to do to stop Clipso, and they did it, and it fractured yeah. the group. And we have a moment after where he realizes his errors of his ways and says it was his fault, but. Before that, he goes to attack Shade. And like I said, you see a bit of green seep out. But the staff goes back to Courtney when she screams that, what are you doing? Like, stop. The staff goes back to Courtney. So this goes back to my whole theory. Now. So I'm going to throw out my theory of what I think is going on. And I kind of hope that I'm not right in a sense because it would be pretty sad that I figured this out on the second episode. But I think Clay, that uh, because we had a mention of his name in this episode as well, the Dragon King, I think that's who brought Sylvester back. I think he was brought back by the Dragon King before he was killed as a little side project, little pet project, because we got him in the second season, midway through the second season, starting to look for Courtney. I think it might have ended the first season because he showed up. It was, I think, yeah, it was at the very end of the first, of the first season. season. So before this, I think Dragon King experiments, because we did get him comment from uh one of the two members of the jsa either uh uh wildcat or our man saying like she was dragon king's daughter you don't know like what kind of experiment she was she doesn't even know what he did to her yeah so i think that he's the one that brought, he brought sylvester pendleton back like he took him from the fight after it's over where he was laid there he took him from there brought him back changed him some way to make him evil the staff is starting to recognize that a little bit and that's why it went to Courtney when she called out. I think that eventually it's going to be realized that there's something wrong with him. I don't think he's going to be able to go back. I think he's going to be the one that killed the gambler. We've seen his take on how he feels about people being able to reform. He has no part of it in the first episode, and he makes a couple offhanded comments in this episode about allowing people to have a second chance. I, I really think that he's not the Starman that was left behind. And ultimately, I think that the one that's going to figure all this out is Sydney. 
and I don't know if many people are going to believe her starting off. Now, I have an issue with the story with Sydney, and the reason why I have that problem is because we've been through it before. We've gone through this with last season, and more so, it's just like the fact that oh, we can't trust her, blah blah blah. We've we've we're gonna go around in circles with with this team, and. Another problem that I have in regards to Sydney and the rest of the JSA is the same issue that we've gotten for the first two seasons. And now it looks like we're going through it with the third season. Courtney is the leader of the JSA in my eyes, and she does not have a voice of a leader. Well, she She is democracy. They vote. Well, they do. But Courtney gets walked on every single scene that, the entire when the entire group is having a meeting, everybody walks on Courtney. Not not uh, Beth. No, uh, not always. There's there's mm-hmm. some there was sometimes in season two where she kind of got aggressive and stuff. Or was I've never one? seen her? I don't think she's ever been with Courtney. I think it was maybe with the other people and her parents, but never I've never seen her get like black over Courtney, but well, I, had, I don't, I, I don't agree with Beth, the aggressive think, personalities of the other has people. a lot of screen time for other reasons, but no, but uh, I think that the two other ones are the more dominant personalities. So I will agree. Sometimes they do walk over her, but I, they also have the objections because like I said, uh, wildcat has easily has a reason never to trust Sydney ever again. And I think that Sydney having the gamblers laptop at the very end, she wants to figure out and solve this uh, problem, like solve this mystery to earn her spot with the JSA. I think that's her oh, yeah. line of thinking with this. And then this whole like gambler's daughter thing, I honestly couldn't care less. She could be a villain. She could be. I, I, I'm interested to see who it is. But yeah, that's. I, I, I enjoyed this episode, but I can't sit through much more of uh, Barbara and Artemis's mother baking and talking and trying to find whoever decided that those were the clips that we got uh, just terrible i did enjoy the grundy stuff as well but grundy not coming back so far and you can see how down the dumps our man is about it rick rick is not happy so uh but he's always not happy uh, <laughs> true uh, and also he's not he doesn't have the uh, formula down path yet he's getting like different times all the time hour 46 minutes 18 minutes six minutes it's all over the place so Interested to see how he's going to figure out that formula. Uh, and like I said, I think Sylvester Pimbleton is the main big bad and causing us all the trouble. So, Clay, we'll research. We jump back to this again next week. But let's get into the roundup of news before we talk about our Smallville episode and in the night. And listeners, this is our second and last ad break of the evening. Just like before, I'm going to give you a quick three count to adjust your volume. And we'll be right back in three two, one. You may not even hear this first part. You may want to plug your ears and just pretend like I'm not speaking. This is a show that you doesn't you acknowledge don't exist. So you may, some of the words, you may not even hear them when I'm speaking, but we'll get through this news story super quick to get back on the things that you acknowledge exist. <laughs> so, I already can't hear you, so I don't know. What the, the listeners know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> Titan Season 4 is coming out in November. Uh, that was announced today. And it's going to feature Titus Welver as Lex Luthor. And there's a link to the picture. Uh, I'm going to share it on my screen here super quickly with the people that are in the chat. 
And if you've watched Sunday Anarchy, he's been on that. He's been on Bosch as well. Uh, okay, sorry, right here. And he's rocking a big licks Luther Beard, a.k.a. from John Cryer. Uh, yeah, uh, this guy's a great actor, so I'm really interested to see his take. I'm not confident after seeing what happened with uh, <laughs> Scarecrow and that pile of turds. So, yeah, uh, I'll be interested. I'll be checking that out. We, we'll we see if this gets reviewed or not, but uh, by me. And, and I will say, I, I, I'm not going to be a complete jerk and completely put you on mute on my side. Uh, I heard a little bit of what you're saying. Uh, don't expect me to review any part of this show. Um, I already block anytime I see anybody post anything about Titans, I immediately block them because I want to feel happiness on Twitter. And uh, that just brings me to depression. Uh, it's, I'm sorry, there's nothing. You could tell me that they're completely rebooting the series connected to the DCEU and Henry can be in every single episode as Superman, and it still wouldn't save that show. That's, uh, that's okay. I'm, you got that stuff that that's just bullshit. Absolute no. bullshit. You'd watch no. You'd watch every goddamn episode. I don't even want to hear that. That's just taking no. extreme. No, I know you would. You can say no, no. You hundred percent would if Henry Cavill was reprising the role of Superman for every episode. I know you would watch. You can say no. You say you don't like. Don't don't you? You you would. I know you would. You can say that. But you I can know. say it, but I, I know wouldn't. you would. I'm sorry. I, I know you would watch it. I just know it. I know you can say you're not just because yeah, hating on the show is fun. But I can not hundred percent fact if Henry Cavill Superman was in each episode. You would at least watch the first episode of season four. I know you would. If it's if he probably was in the episode, not, you can say probably not. Let's move on to stuff that Clay acknowledges exists. Must be nice to pick and choose what exists in DCU. But Blue Beetle, something Clay loves. We have the update on that. Susan Sarandon, who plays the villain in this movie, uh, said on Jimmy Fallon that Blue Beetle is going to be in all Spanish. I think that. She, she I might have got ahead of herself she, a little bit by that. Yes. The the way that I really saw it whenever I saw the video, um, I discussed this outside of the GUA chat as well as inside the GUA chat. Um, S Bubs was the one that showed it to me on Twitter. Uh, and I do think what she meant to say was that all of the family dynamic uh with uh Jaime Reyes and his family is gonna be in Spanish. I 100% believe that. I do not believe a lick that the entire movie will be in Spanish and they're going to release it that way. I, I would love it, uh, but it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. I uh, totally watched the hell out of that, too. Like I wouldn't feel any other way about having to read subtitles. I, I thought that I would love to hope it's that way with the family at the very least. I hope all their interactions are subtitled and they're in their native tongue. I, I, that would be awesome to me, especially it would add to the family dyna dynamic a little bit it, because it's something that we would never have seen before. Yeah. I, I think that it would be very, very cool, but I do know that uh, in, I can't remember which run I believe. I think it was new 52 uh, S bubs or Charlie. If you were listening to this, uh, please uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was before Rebirth. Uh, they did a all Spanish issue, um, and even when 
uh Jaime was saying hi to one of his like white friends like it was like in English and like she hugged him really quick and so it cut him off and she started speaking in Spanish oh uh, cool so uh I thought that was really cool the few panels that I've seen uh I still need to track that issue down uh but yeah I know that they've done it before in comics but as far as a movie would go um, I just don't think the United States is there yet. No, as I agree. As far with as that. wanting to put in uh, a whole nother language as the main language uh, in the script, it, it should be, but it, to optimize revenue is not going to be, which is sad. Uh, but I still think this is going to be a fantastic film. And I'm looking at the bright side of like Jimmy Fallon. Arguably, the bigger like draws the most numbers of the talk shows, the late night talk shows, is asking about Blue Beetle on his show in September, a year before the film's supposed to come out. That that is nothing but a good thing for me. That really, that makes me I'm, happy. I'm really confused as of why Susan Sarandon was on to promote Jimmy. something to promote some sort like, of. I film I don't know what though. she's been in recently for her to promote though. So I'm I mean I'm glad that she was there to be able to promote her filming of Blue Beetle. I will I will listen. I will listen recently. to the full clip after we finish the episode, the full interview, to tr- see if I can find out what she was promoting because you have that put in my head now, and it will never. <laughs> I'll have to make that. I have to make that go away later, but that's still like I said, exciting news. Glad that they're attacking and. If it was the case, it'd be super cool if they did have the whole thing in Spanish. But like Clay said, I think it's more so about the family interactions that yeah. she meant, and that's going to be awesome. Clay, we have some casting news. Uh, Superman Lois has found its replacement actor for uh, Jonathan Kent. Warner Brothers via Variety revealed that Michael Bishop has joined the cast of Superman Lois as its uh, new Jonathan Kent. And you made the comment in the GUA chat that made me laugh of, at least they look like twins now. <laughs> Aren't they supposed Smash to be Brothers. twins? And I think I will, so. I think so. I'm pretty sure in the first season they made the comment that they're twins. Yes. Uh, I think you said the twins. I'll need to go back and like try to see if they are supposed to be twins or if they are like a year older or a year younger. But either way, they actually look related now. Uh, I looked at this guy's picture. Um, this uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Bishop. Uh, Michael Bishop. Yeah, he definitely looks like Jonathan now, or or like Jordan now. So uh, it's going to be believable in my eyes. And I'm really interested if... Do you know what's going to be real shitty, though? Is season three is the season that they decide to give Jonathan powers, and the old cast member just doesn't have, like the opportunity to be able to be like the super boy that everybody wanted him to be like that would have sucked. That's going to suck. They say, I, I agree with that. They said that uh, this guy's an Australian actor that made his debut in Hollywood uh, last year in the Disney channel, originally mo- original movie spin playing the character DJ max. I don't know. Wouldn't be, okay. wouldn't be able to tell you anything about that movie if my life depended on it. So, but I, like I said, I'm glad they had this out of the way. It sucks because this is a, potentially a final season and you can't halt production, even though it would have been nice to allow the old actor to just try and work on himself before you got back and running. But there's the nature with these CW shows. They're like a machine, Clay. 
and you got to keep going with it, this will be one of the more drastic. This will be the most drastic for Superman and Lois casting news and thing they have to get through. But I, I feel like the show. I'm hoping the show bounces back. It was a little hit and miss for me last season, uh, so I really hope this show doesn't drop off in quality. Uh, <laughs> well, if it if it follows the rest of the DCCW shows. Minus like- Arrow. Don't you put that on Arrow. Season 8 was great, and Season 5 was great. What about Season 4? Yeah, garbage, but at least it doesn't go oh, like okay. Flash, okay. which is the, season the yodeler, which is the yodeler, do, 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 and then down yeah, after two seasons. But exactly, when did when did Flash start to, to go downward? Season 3. It, season 3. Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, eh, okay, comparative to 4, 5, 6, and 7, and 8. But it goes, one for me, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And then, and then you look at Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow, season one, great. Season two, eh. Season three, lower. Like I will, no, we can't say that. Season one was for one type of fan, and then they moved, they they positioned the show from season two and three to a new type of fan. And there is a big love it, for that show. It's not me and you, but it oh, is a big love for that show. Ma- it doesn't matter though. We're basing it off of our opinion. Oh, I know, but I'm and just so I'm giving the, the greater case. context. I'm giving the greater context of like the show. That show still hit an audience. Like that show still had people saying positive things. Whereas the Flash did not, it was by season eight, it was a crap. Everyone dumping on it. There wasn't a, you know, what I mean, there, there at least there was a section True. of the fans that enjoyed. I, I just, I unfortunately believe with how things are going at WB and how you know this has technically moved to like yes, it's the CW still, but completely different ownership now. I think that the quality will drop. I think that. Uh, Possibly even. You're not wrong with, with, with the amount of money that they want to spend and the debt they with, have. Is... With the rumors that we're also hearing with uh, Doom Patrol and, and Titans being at their last season. Uh, also, one thing that we didn't mention, the rumors of Stargirl apparently having a crossover between the two of those. Uh, Don't you mean the one of those? I I thought I heard both is going to be joining into it. Uh, but even still, I'm, I'm calling it one. I'm calling it one giant crapshoot is what i'm calling it well the, uh, the one i was making a joke about the other show not existing to you yeah i know i'm I'm calling it all one crapshoot though okay. uh but i i do think that like unfortunately the quality is not necessarily due to the performance rather the people working on it thinking ah this is going to be our last season anyway I don't know about that. Usually, people put their like hardest effort into it, but like I said, this is all up in the air with what their plan, next star's plans are for these shows. If they're going to continue them or not, uh, crossing over CW show with uh, HBO Max shows is an interesting possibility. But that has been teased. I, we'll wait till we get any more confirmation. But the breadcrumbs are the breadcrumbs are out there for Stargirl potentially showing up on Titans and Doom Patrol characters showing up there as well. So who knows? That that's a possibility. Their final little bit of news is Joker to add fifth actor to main cast. Deadline revealed that Warner Brothers cast Catherine Keener in an undisclosed role in Todd Phillips Joker 2. 
So that was just, I don't, I don't know who she is. I don't know who she is either. Uh, but there was one more piece of news that actually dropped in the beginning of our podcast just Ooh. now today. Um, it's nothing to get excited about. Oh. Um, DC and WB are going to be at New York Comic Con uh, this upcoming month. Uh, there's going to be a Star Labs booth and they're going to have things like Titans. They're going to have Doom Patrol. Uh I don't remember what else they're going to have out there, but it's nothing really to get too excited about. It's just hyping up the shows that are, like we said, possibly going to have their last season. Well, we could get we could see something from Superman and Lois, possibly our first little look at. Our yes, new, they also uh, said that there is going to be first looks at the Supernatural spinoff show, the Winchesters, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, so still cool. Glad they're going, and I'll take any like a new content review here. Clay, we have our final thing uh, to discuss, which is Smallville episode nine, Rogue. Uh, what did you think of this episode, Clay? Because personally, super enjoyable, super super enjoyable. This episode, I really enjoyed. Um, of course, this is with the dirty cop uh, that witnesses failing. Yeah, yeah, Phelan, not necessarily witnesses, but uh, gets in the uh, investigation of uh, this uh, crash that... Uh, he does Clark... witness it. He he walks out and witnesses Clark. Uh, I don't... Clark come oh, out I of don't... the museum. Yeah, I don't think he actually sees him actually stop the bus, though. That's what I'm getting at. Um, and he actually starts to look around, does more investigation, finds out that Clark does have these abilities and then blackmails him and says, Hey, yeah, um, I can make your life a complete hell if you don't help me in internal affairs. So you know that this guy is bad because he's trying to thwart the internal affairs at Metropolis. Uh, clearly so they're building a file about him because he's not on the up and up as a cop. And I really loved this episode too, Clay. Like you said, there's a couple of really great scenes for me. Jonathan can't going to meeting, meeting this guy is a yeah. great scene you can see where he gets mad and honestly it brings back to me some credence to man of steel where mm -hmm. that jonathan's worried about what's going to happen and this guy even says like worst case he'll be under he'll be under like supervision all the time no best case he's under supervision all the time worst case he's under a microscope and knife in, yeah. in a lab and that's always a fear with this and you see what they did in man of steel with or in bbs with zod the government just took him so, yeah, very, very real possibility here. And I just love this, how he finds him. I, I love the back and forth with him and Clark. And Lex, I got to say one thing about the uh, Talkville podcast. There's nobody harder critique on his own acting than Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. Because the last two episodes, I thought he was fantastic in his interactions with people, especially here with uh, Victoria, the back and forth, the cat and mouse game. I really enjoyed it. I thought he was great in channeling a very good Lex Luthor here. I think so too. I think that his don't give him a hug or something and say, "Dude, you even, were you were you were potentially the best Lex Luthor ever." Like even his uh, his conversations with Clark, the hey, you know, be careful with this guy. You know, again, the one thing that I absolutely love about this show is that Lex and Clark genuinely had a friendship. But, and, but there is this tawny, which you'll see is going to drive the wedge between them eventually. 
there's this little tiny bit of Lex that can't just let go and be oh, just and, and, and that's and that's the thing that I absolutely love about his character is that he absolutely cares about Clark, but it's for the ulterior motive. I don't know if it's for the ulterior motive. I think potentially, like we see it a couple times here throughout this show where he says to Clark when secrets get revealed and then they get unrevealed or someone loses their like memory and stuff. I think when he goes to the mental institution, I think he tells Clark, like, like I would have helped you out. I would have like I don't know why you couldn't have told me. Like I would have like I don't know why you had to lie to me. I would have been your yeah. friend. I wouldn't have done anything. And I think that's part of this too. That's part of the ultimate. They would be friends. And I think if he told him at this point in, in the time, Lex would be great to him. And maybe that would have put Lex on a different path. And but there's a didn't. lot of there's a lot of fun stuff that people have done in comics with that as well. I yes. believe it was in Action Comics 1000. Scott Justice. Snyder uh, and Injustice. Scott Snyder actually does a story in Action Comics 1000 where Clark and Lex, or, or sorry, Superman and Lex Luthor are having a conversation. And Lex makes an offhand comment knowing that it is Clark. And they go off about this conversation of like how things could have been different if they were actually still friends. Going yeah. off of the golden age of comics when they were friends. Uh, so I, I, just, I just love that whole dynamic between the two. Like even when Lex, like at the very end, when... Uh, it was he goes to flame. The, yeah. Uh, he went after he is shot, he runs up to him and says, What do you got on him? What do you have on Clark? Because again, yes, it's for the friendship, but he but wants he, to, he know, needs he, to know, he, he needs, needs to, know. to know the secrets of Clark. And he, uh, Flaylin just like, Go to hell, dude. go to hell, Luther. Uh, that was <laughs> that was great. I love that. Uh, I, I gotta say. The him throwing a safe out on Phelan's car that was fantastic. So good, so, so good. good. And so then good. when he he even goes, he does a super speed. He's like, "Yeah, man, you know, here you go. Here's your file. Here's, here's your file. Um, oh, by the way, this is the actual file. And I also called the police. See ya." And he like dips. Yeah, um, I I love this entire episode. And there is not there's really no a freaking whole week. Lot. There's no big bad. There's no like big fight clark has to have is all well, the, basically there, there is the confrontation with chloe and lana though oh my god that horse shit that was the worst part of this episode it it is the weakest but i think it's still important because and, the, and oh, oh i know why here's the message kids let someone finish speaking th their point before you storm off emotionally and have to run back hat in hand, having to apologize, looking like an idiot 20 minutes later. They've done a disservice to Chloe in the past couple episodes. Yes. And, but I also want to say people are passionate with what they are passionate with what they are passionate about. And I think that's one thing with Chloe's side of the story. But I think also you need to understand that, yes, it is the, at this point, it's still WB, not CW. Yeah. They want to do the teen drama. They want to oh, do the yeah. love triangles and everything else. But also, I think it was a good message of, hey, we can't pin women against women. Yes. Um, so they make amends at the very end of the episode. And boom, Chloe is back where she was always supposed to be at in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So I think that is good for the for the message that they ended with. Not necessarily with the one that brought about the whole thing with Chloe being... 
like the whole thing just completely throwing Clark under the bus. Like to sit and just let (laughs) it went from zero to sixty in a snap of a finger. It didn't need to. Like I said, I know it was drama and Clay's right. Like they did a whole they they ruined the first uh, iteration of Laurel Lance for a love triangle. So very easy to see how they go down this very at times. it was frustrating to me just just because only a couple, last episode or a couple episodes ago, the Frost episode, I think it was episode five, uh, Chloe goes with this guy who keeps putting her down, have nothing to do with her, and goes after other girls and freezes them and takes their body heat. Uh, so I just feel like she did done disservice to her last, a couple episodes now because she shouldn't react like this. Uh, this is more because she's mad that Clark likes Lana than it is anything else. That's yeah. what it is, the, the whole thing behind it, which, like I said, I think is a little sad for Chloe's character. But that's just the way, like Clay mentioned, these shows were written back then. They needed that little segment of the combativeness. And Flaylin goes out, obviously, Clay, when he figured out his identity, did you know immediately, yeah, you did? Like, you're, you're going to die? Like I can remember thinking that when I watched this, because Superman, the animated series, had this put in my head, because I'll, I'll always remember the episode where Oh, the, 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 the guy cop. figures. Yeah, the cop yeah. figures. I at the very end, it died when he get the lethal injection or whatever. Yeah, the, I love the. That oh, the, the chair. Gap. It was chair. chair. That's right. He's that's right. Strapped into the chair, and he realizes, finally realizes, just before they flip the switch, that Clark is Superman, and yeah. then bam, it was like, yeah. damn, they did that. So, yeah, really enjoyable episode. Like Clay said, I love the whole not any freak of the week, not meteorite stuff, just this guy blackmailing Clark. Like you can see how Superman can work without having to do freak of the week, which well, and and also it away. does it does speak a whole lot to the idea of like, hey, this isn't all rainbows and sunshine. Kind of the way the Kents always raised Clark to be, but then when shit gets real, they also have to be real with him and be like, hey, there's gonna be people who want to exploit you for who you are, so you need to be careful with that. And yeah. that drives even more home with this character. Maybe next time he will just super speed and grab the homeless guy and the dog and get them out of the way and then do it some way that you just don't stand up in front of the bus in the middle of the street and basically uh, DC's version of New York City and just stand up in front of the bus and let it go through you. Like maybe a different now, <laughs> super cool visual that they will go back to. I'm pretty sure in the second season's intro they show him get running through that bus shot all yeah. over and over and over again so a cool visual but maybe super speed in there and grab those guys maybe that's a lesson that you learn he's now this is a thing some man of steel uh critique critics can't understand he's still really early on in learning to be superman here so yeah he's going to make some mistakes yeah, in like I feel like there was a lot of times where he could have used his other powers that he had already kind of honed in on. Um, but I believe it like was... when like when Phelan sneaks up on him in the barn, you're like, dude, you got super hearing. How are you? But that, getting that's the thing, on? though. He has super hearing, but he hasn't learned about super hearing yet. He doesn't really? learn about. Yes, he doesn't learn about super hearing for a long time, and that's oh, what I caught. So okay. there's there's a I line. I already knew about that. Yeah, no, he so. doesn't know about it because there's a line from Martha that says like something of like, "Oh, well, how'd you do that, or how'd you hear that, or whatever." And he's like, "Oh, I'm just really good at hearing." They tease that he has really good hearing, 
but they have not had the specific episode about him learning about superhearing. Okay. That is not for a while. I don't know what episode it is, but it's not season one. Uh, season one uh, episode, he uses it in uh, Jitters and Drone. But he doesn't learn about his superheroing. Apparently, it's just implied that he already has it. But no, it there, there I, got the a... li- I got I got the list of appearances for his superhearing. Okay, put it in the private chat here with us so that way I can I can see it here. Because there is a specific episode for every single power that he has. And I know there's one for hearing. Well, not really, because he already has super speed when we catch up with him. He already has super strength when he catches up with him. So there are a couple things that he already has. Okay, let's see here. And I trust the Smallville fandom because... This show has been, hasn't been operational for about 15 to 20 years. So they have 20 years. So they have had all the time in the world to update this. The, See, the yeah, so season, season three. Season three, Whisper. This is the specific episode about superhearing. Yeah, it says here it's been implied through those other two episodes, Jitters and Drone, that he does have superhearing. But it wasn't shown until he went blind, and it goes to a more extreme level because his senses get stronger when he loses his sight. Yeah, pretty cool. Can we get to that episode? Uh, but Clay, this was super enjoyable episode. Like I said, no really big bad, but still super super fun. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed this one more than I did Star Girl. Uh, very much so. <laughs> I, there's no, there's no, we don't even need to ask you that question. But me, I um, didn't think about it for a second. But the whole blackmail thing with this is what works for me. If there was, like I said, they they both had the cringe. The Lana Chloe was cringe for me. Where the uh, Barbara and Artemis stuff that was cringe as well. I couldn't even look see, at that. See, I I don't see it, and I and I think it more so. You can I, see where I see it that way, though, where I can see it. Yes, being crazy. Yeah, okay, and, yeah. and the way the way I see it though is okay. This was two thousand one, whereas this is two thousand twenty two. We should be moving further away from yeah. that, yeah. and should, they still want to stay in it, which is the problem. That was uh, they're not even going against each other. They're trying to be friends, <laughs> and it's terrible. I wish they were going against each other. I remember the season two was he was chasing them. So yeah, uh, but like I said, this smile episode. This was a fun. I'm really enjoying these episodes, Clay. This was a great idea to go through this show. Uh, I may even lie down now when I get ready for bed and watch the next episode already, just to get get yeah get I, going I think, at it because I really enjoyed this one. I think I might as well. Um, I have yet to listen to the Talkville on rogue so i might just do that tonight as well uh but uh of course that Uh, is i have listened and i'm not i I gave one thing they talked about they talked about the the bus crash too and it was very little to that there wasn't much to this episode really Uh, yeah not as enjoyable the last episode before was more far more enjoyable for me i've seen it's it sucks because i usually try to sit down and watch the youtube video of it but as I'm scrolling t- through TikTok, I want to support them. So I follow their Talkville account on TikTok. And I constantly start to get these little moments from the episode that they're reviewing. I'm like, no, I want to sit down and watch that. I don't need to see it on TikTok. So uh, 
I, I see a lot of those moments on TikTok still um, of, of their interview or their talk about the episode. Yeah. But uh, I think that is it. That is it for the episode. Thank you all who are still here watching on the YouTube channel. Remember, if you want to join us here on the YouTube channel, you can always just subscribe to the Geekverse YouTube channel. Make sure that your notifications are set on all so you know exactly when we go live every single week. Also, a reminder, in the show notes, in the podcatcher, as well as on our Twitter, there is going to be a survey for the GUA. We want to give you guys the best experience the best listening experience um, throughout the entire GUA. So make sure to just spend a good five minutes critiquing, uh, giving some input on all of our shows and some insight. So that way we can take that all into consideration. But of course you can always find me at fanboy clay on Twitter, go into the link tree in my bio. You can find the links to all of the shows that I host that including this show, DC Alliance, Batman news weekly Ranger Alliance, and of course, star Wars Alliance. And you can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. You can drop me a line. We can chat about pretty much anything. Uh, Phil says, damn, I missed we, everything. We, yeah, we did go a little early, so I apologize, Phil. That's uh, my fault, Phil. <laughs> I'm an hour and a half ahead of Eastern Standard Time, and I have to get up super early in the morning. So we went a half hour or normal, like a little earlier. But you can watch the whole thing on the Geekverse YouTube channel. After we're done, it is uploaded there immediately. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clay, this was super fun. Superhero discussions. Last week, for it being twice a week, we have the season finale of Harley Quinn this weekend. So check that out. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, Phil, you're you're the best. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. All right, guys. Well, that is it. And we will see you guys next week. Later, everyone. <laughs>